from a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine. And everything in between. This is Legends Look Back. What is up, everybody? Good evening. Or whenever you're listening or watching this, um, welcome. Hello. It's good to be here. We are ready to record another episode of Legends Look Back. And it was last night when, sadly, I couldn't watch the Cosmic Force after the uh, Wednesday night class that I teach. And I was thinking about this episode and was like, um, you know, I can't wait for us to do this. I'm working on this roundtable for months, literally months. I've read the first story in this book. We're reading the Star Wars Insider Fiction Collection, Volume 1, and um, was working on this months ago. Been putting a lot of work into the show, very excited about it. And uh, been trying to step it up a little bit with the, the Twitter game over on the Legends Look Back Twitter account, and it came to me on the way home from teaching class late last night. The meme was born in my brain. Here was the idea. I posted it on Twitter, at Legends Look Back, if you want to see the meme. If you didn't like it, like, tweet, uh, retweet, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Uh, I was over there and uh, decided I wanted to have a stormtrooper with his head in his hands, distraught and sad, thinking actually about the Cosmic Forts, which didn't air last night. But I applied it for our show, which was uh, Thursday nights when there's no Legends Look Back, and it was a sad stormtrooper. And then the twist was the other image is a stormtrooper giving a thumbs up, and it says, uh, Thursday nights when legends look back is life. And Emily, you called this a dad joke? Such a dad meme? What did you mean by that? I feel like that is just the most dad meme I've ever seen. I I think it's hilarious and totally appropriate for the show. But I just thought it was adorable. Great job. I appreciate it. I can't wait to see what other content you create. Freddie, you you, you know me long enough at this point. We're coming up on two years together. Um, Happy anniversary, buddy. Coming up in two years of of podcasting together, you know me that like I'm not creative in that way. I'm a creative (laughs) talker, I'm a creative writer, but I'm not a good graphic designer. Take a stab, Freddie, at how long it took me to make this very simple, stupid meme. Yeah, so taking a look at it, it it feels like you find the meme template, right? You just put it into Word or uh, Paint, type it in, you're done. (laughs) Is Paint legit still a thing? Of it is. That's what I would do. Yes. <laughs> I, I literally... I the last time I used paint was like 1999. Whoa, whoa. I just at my computer. I have paint 3D. Is that a thing? I've never looked <laughs> no for way. paint on my that's computer. Not, that's not a thing. There's no way that's a paint thing. Paint 3D. <laughs> Apparently, that's the new one. Well, I know what I'm doing up until uh, like 1 a.m. tonight. I'm painting pictures on my computer with my mouse because that's a great way to do art. Yeah. No, Freddie, I actually couldn't figure out how to get a template that was two squares top to bottom, or four, which was what I ended up going with, I ended up having to superimpose the Stormtrooper images over the Drake blink, uh, the Drake meme, right? You know, the one where he's like, yeah, this thing, right? Uh, I, it's over Drake, so if you actually peel back the layers on the meme that I made, Drake is under there, just hiding, ready to go. He's, <laughs> as he is, as he is wont to be, I feel. Drake is always just <laughs> hiding and ready to pounce at any moment. I feel like... He would make a great guest on Legends Look Back. I mean, truly, the guy, he's got some 90s energy. Oh, yeah, Degrassi, could, uh, of course. He, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, Drake totally fits the vibe here. Oh, uh, Eric, reach gosh. out to our publicity team, see if you can get Drake booked. Could, you ever heard, yeah, we're Drake we're almost there. Great... Yeah, he's a pretty easy to get for Star Wars podcast historically, <laughs> so we'll do what we can. That's what I have heard, but uh, you know what? You are all getting to hear this episode of Legends Look Back. So without further ado, let's kick it off. 
Hello, everybody, and welcome to Legends Look Back. We are proudly part of the Eugenie Podcast Network. We are a Star Wars books show for people who like to swing and miss on high fives just like Kister for the fun of it, where we celebrate our rich EU history as well as dive into lesser-known Star Wars classics. I'm your host, Jared Mays, and I'm joined by my wizard Californian co-host, Freddie C. How are you, Freddie? Avada Kadavra. Isn't that like the worst spell? Isn't that the, like the killing curse? Yeah, that was yeah, probably the worst one to bring curse up. Over here, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's illegal. Uh, hey. <laughs> That's definitely Straight not up. the best. This is evidence now. Were you, were you coming well, up with your inner introduction with uh, Harry Potter on my Star Wars show? Rick, can you press the button that just nixes Freddy from the show? <laughs> Canceled. Goodness. Um, you know, besides the killing curse, I'm doing fantastic, my friend. Excellent, man. Every time I see your hat looking all funky with its <laughs> 90s feel, it just makes me happy, man. It just makes me happy. <laughs> see, Thursday night... It's a Disneyland like... hat. Oh, is it really? Yeah. How many times have we had this conversation? We've definitely yeah. had this exact conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know who it gets I better have, every time. You know, I've not had this exact conversation with is our new co-host. It's been a couple weeks now, but you're still pretty new to the team, wouldn't you say? Emily Daybeck, how are you? <laughs> doing well, Jared. I'm doing well. I uh, got out of the desert for a few hours today and explored like the original McDonald's museum. It's like the site of the original McDonald's, and Whoa, it is awesome. um, not affiliated with McDonald's at all, which makes for some very interesting displays. Um, quite run down and wonderful. My daughter loved looking at all the toys, and I discovered that I don't think McDonald's ever had a Star Wars toy, but Burger King did. So I got a picture of it. Yeah. It's very interesting. I scoured oh, yeah. all the shelves, I... and there were a lot of shelves. I've got That's a crazy. real soft spot for like classic '90s uh, McDonald's toys. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we should. I'm going to collect them. I've decreed it. <laughs> I will collect them all. And when you die, you shelves. can just give your collection to this museum because they post everyone's collections, and your picture can be like right there with. That's your awesome. Stuff. Oh, do they really? That's that's yeah. actually kind of cool. One time, I went to a McDonald's on a boat in St. Louis. We like visited (laughs) an aunt of mine in St. Louis and she was like, you gotta come visit guys. We've got a McDonald's on a boat. And we were like, all right, let's Let's get in the car. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I I gotta say, you guys, do you guys remember the McDonald's toys that were the Mighty Ducks that were the hockey pucks with the ducks on them? Do you ever have those? No. Oh, it was the animated show, The Mighty Ducks, where they had... Oh, oh, oh I recall. Yeah, and there were hockey pucks that you could just fling. Yeah. They were super dangerous, like all good 90s Happy Meal toys were. <laughs> yes. But those were my favorites. <laughs> mm. That yeah, is yeah. awesome. I have Inspector there Gadget still. You got oh, the and whole Tamagotchis! Uh, oh, yeah. Yes! That's how I got too, them. man. I've got the whole Inspector Gadget. The Tamagotchis that were McDonald's toys? Yes! Well, this could easily be an entire podcast, easily. couldn't it? Apparently. I know. We could <laughs> keep we going, but I have pictures. I'm very excited. Thing. I might share them in Discord. Who knows? That's excellent. That'd be a great place to share it. Uh, we are, of course, very happy to have a very special guest on this episode, making his, what is his third, fourth time on Legends Look Back? It's been a few. Yeah! Might be might be number one out of a uh, number of appearances out of special guests. I'm not totally sure. <laughs> but he's a very special guest. We like to call him around here the man of a thousand podcasts, Eric Eilerson. Hello. Thank you all for having me back. I am so excited to talk some legends. I am contractually shackled by the bonds of canon on the living force. Hashtag joke. <laughs> hashtag not a joke. Um, but no, I'm very excited to come back 
and talk to y'all. I love your new look. I've been loving uh, hearing you guys back last week. And when Jared reached out and was like, hey, we're coming off hiatus. We're going to do this episode that he said in the intro we've been working on for literal months. Uh, yeah. I got very, very stoked. Eric, well, I love your shirt, by the way. It thank says, you. I think it says Ronin, yeah, right? Yeah, this is the, the Star Wars yeah. Visions, which uh, in honor of this week's release on the Disney Plus. Uh, and this is the dual shirt, which is also, in my mind, a Ronin book shirt. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's right. In the South, we call it Ronin. Ronin. You said it with so much so much finesse, Freddie. I love that. Ronin? Now, yes. It's lovely. Eric, Eric, being on the show here to talk about what is admittedly a weird Legends book, even for us. Yeah. Definitely an unusual book, an unusual book in so many ways. Uh, do you know, here's the big question. Yes. Do you even know why you're on this particular episode? I'll give you a hint. There are two reasons. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Is it one, because I don't have as much Legends knowledge, and some of these are very inside baseball legend stories, and that's funny? <laughs> no, but that's good. That's okay, I like that. We're adding, All right, solid. Solid, solid. Um, is it because... These stories are anthologies that have nothing to do with each other, whereas I am kind of an anthology host that has nothing to do with the rest of you. Well, that is interesting. Uh, okay. No, neither of those are exactly my my reasoning, but I guess that does work. On the one hand, and we'll talk about this with this book, in some ways, it's a decent book to pick up if you don't know much about Legends. Yes. Because you can yeah. read a story and be like, whoa, I definitely have no idea what's going on there. I don't want anything to do with what's happening mm -hmm. in this story. <laughs> yep, there's a couple. Or you could get to a story and be like, I've got to know more about this character, about the setting, this, I've got to read more from this author, mm -hmm. so it's kind of a good jumping on point. That was not my initial reasoning, though. Here's the reasoning. Yes. You posted in the Discord or somewhere on Twitter that you bought this book and we're reading it. Therefore, I asked you to come on the show. <laughs> it was as simple as that. That's true. This is there is a little secret. If you want to be a guest on Legends Look Back, just show me that you're reading the book. And you'll <laughs> I, probably get asked. I did the assignment. And that's a key thing because, you know, behind the scenes, uh, as a host on Living Forest, a lot of the canon books do get sent to me for a review. And I, I get, get them for free. And then I buy all the other editions. But this book, I just, I just paid for it because I know my Legends friends need more Legends content. So I voted with my wallet, made sure I pre-ordered it. And I like to think I'm one of the reasons that Volume 2 is, quote, unquote, coming soon. Yeah, that's right. It delayed a little bit. It delayed even more than it was last week. Yeah. But uh, oh. it's totally fine. Totally fine. Uh, I do appreciate buying the book because then it means that people like us who, like, capital N, need this book. Yeah. We, we get it. We're all we get it family. And we get another one. And we're going to talk about this before the episode's over. We're going to think about our hopes for, like, what a future volume could be, particularly if we followed, like, a specific theme mm -hmm. rather than the absolute mishmash hodgepodge of... Random stories that this book is, which <laughs> isn't causing me any problems Jared, at all. Jared, it's madness. Jared, this book is madness. This is, this is a little I'm tease. so glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, this book has, like, has zero so order. There, no, there's, there is some order. I've managed to discern some rhyme or reason. We'll get to it more oh in a Oh, my God. But first, I do want to at least welcome our producer to the show, who we actually had to bump off of the four-person view because we couldn't figure out how to squeeze Eric into the five-person view. <laughs> My fault. Welcome, Rick. Glad to have you here, man. I'm here. I'm in isolation, apparently, <laughs> yeah. but it's cool. Over there in the corner. Part of the show. Yeah. Yep. Isolation hey, ain't no thing by this point in our existence, right? Come on. How long has it been? We know how this right. works. 
But yeah, hopefully I'll say a thing or two, and you'll get to see my very purpley room today because my camera got, I guess, blown up with saturation. This looks awesome. But... I love it. <laughs> it looks <laughs> great. Very nice. I'm gonna throw like it back it. to y'all. It's kind of like it a backlight, actually... a blacklight. Uh, yeah, it's. We all have some purple. Going it's just on purple, yeah. yeah, but it's just a lot, I guess. So my camera's like not, or yeah, my camera's not happy with it. Yeah. Well, it's a very Mace Windu-inspired show right now. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got some purple behind me in my uh, my LED strip lights behind my panels over there. Just Not because I wanted them purple, but because my kids discovered they could change the colors <laughs> <laughs> with the remote. And um, I can't figure out how to change it back. So that's fine. We'll see what color it is next week. Stay so tuned. 9.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern time every Thursday night here on uh, YouTube.com slash Utini. That's right. Or something like that. Yeah. Um, Freddie, Freddie, as we enter into our segment, that we're going to have like a flashy graphic for it one of these days with uh, Thrak and Sal Solo carrying like a Santa sack over his shoulder. It oh, is I love that it. we like to call Thracken's Thrift Store. Your, uh, actually, your purple shirt there, speaking of purple, oh has reminded me. The first item that I have tonight to show off is, in fact, the clothing that I am wearing. I bought this Nintendo oh, 64 man. shirt oh, at, uh, at Target gorgeous. the other day. Nice! And I saw it. And I had to buy it. And Emily, it's all your fault because <laughs> I was jealous of your Rocket Power shirt. And I started thinking oh. I need to buy more wardrobe items specifically just to wear during Legends Look Back. Oh. I think that's a good know, choice. I'm not going to lie, Jared. I saw good. that same shirt at Target and I was like, man, I should get this. No, nah, I bet Jared will get the shirt, so I won't. <laughs> Did you really? Yes, oh my not gosh. Even lying. That's amazing. Target shirts are I, so comfy. They like are. they've they've stepped up their game in the last year that the material just feels nice. And they know mm. that it's all of us millennials that are wanting to buy t-shirts again, so they're doing that stuff. It's perfect. It's a great shirt. Actually, I bought this the shirt today, is... now that I think about it. So Oh, you Target. got one. It's what is it? It's a Star Wars shirt that says Star Wars something about a galaxy far in a galaxy far, far away, but it's from Target. So like literally it was a transaction. I didn't get N sixty four and I got this shirt instead. Oh, awesome. I just great. saw tonight, speaking of N64, that the N64 controller, they're releasing a wireless version that's compatible with the Switch. What? They just announced it tonight at the uh, Nintendo Direct, so excited that's about that. Cool. Also, uh, yeah. Jared, that's I'm making a, a note. After I get me. off the phone with Drake's agent, I'll call Target and make them a sponsor. <laughs> so uh, you're giving me a nice to-do list here. Perfect. Actually, their shirts were affordable compared to... Like the three hours worth of Power Rangers shirts that I looked at last week that I almost. <laughs> All right, that's enough free publicity Seriously. for Target. That's enough until I start right. paying us. I think that's good. Anybody else have uh, <laughs> anything else to show off? Any new acquisitions for Thrack and Thrift Store? Yes, I'm very excited. I went to an actual thrift store and I found, I think, actually 10 Legends books. So I'm going to be really fast. Mm, this no was way. the only one I recognized. Darth Bane, Path of Destruction. Already nice. read it, Excellent. bought it because it We're was a quarter. It. That's going to be our November or December roundtable. We're going to do it pretty soon. I also have Star Wars, The New Jedi Order, Rebel Dream. Never heard massively of it. Massively underrated um, book. Very Star massively Wars, underrated. Star Wars, Coruscant Knights, one Ooh, and okay. two. I just read those this year. Okay. They're good. Um, good night, I great. have Star Wars, <laughs> what is it, Dark Nest, one and two. The Joiner King and the Unseen Queen. I will say nothing about those books. <laughs> You're just going to have to read them. The bugs on the front make me very intrigued and also very, very. Um, oh, there's bugs. And here's a hint. They do very naughty things, those bugs. Um, okay, that'll be at the bottom. So here we got Star Wars, <laughs> Legacy of the Force, Betrayal, and Fury. These ones. Excellent. 
And then last two, we've got Star Wars Slave Ship and Hard Merchandise. These are like from the Bounty Hunter Wars. Only book two and oh, three. So okay. I'm going to have to find book one somewhere. I don't know where it is. Solid. Just These jump like in in book two. Just legit. jump in book two. I know. I was <laughs> yeah. so excited because I check every time I'm at the thrift store. And it's a very small installation. So I was surprised that they had anything at all. And then they had all these. So I was like, and this is all coming with me. No place I'm to put that. Giddy. But. Just thinking about you getting these in a thrift store. Like, you don't have many physical books. This, <laughs> no. this is like, oh, I'm so excited. It's so cool. <laughs> I'm very, very excited. So we'll have to, I'll have to pick one and, and go from there. All right, Freddie's got something. Yeah, what, what you, you got, got there? Well, I don't know if you can tell what this is. This is, uh, this is plastic in the shape of what looks like a stormtrooper, right? Well, I've also got. Is it a your Halloween bucket? Are you going trick-or-treating, Freddy? <gasps> it's a oh, costume! No, it's actual armor. Oh, cool. Um, there's a lot here. I mean, there's the whole the whole thing is sitting right next to me. So. Oh, my gosh. Next week, I expect you to record the whole show in the armor. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I have agree. to build it still. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if awesome everyone remembers. It. Yeah, I was building an R2 unit. Yeah! A R2 unit, and then the pandemic the happened. And then before you know it, I... Uh, I came back to the office and it was gone. Everything was gone, and someone had just thrown it all away. So I remember what? That was terrible. Got to start a new project. Oh, Man. I'm so sorry. Every time I look at an R2 in any form or fashion, whether it's on it, on the movies, in a show, the one I've got over here in the corner. Every time I see it, <laughs> I get sad and I think about your dead R2, Freddie. I'll rebuild it. I love I'll that. I'll rebuild it one of these days. Ooh, I have a quick Thraken Thraken South Solo Santa Sack Thrift Store. That's so hard to say. Um, yeah, so it is. This I got since last time I was on, and because we talked about it on Living Force, I want to show off my uh, Darth Plagueis hardcover I was able to oh. obtain recently. Um, Gorgeous. Plagueis has been a huge hot-button topic lately in our team, so I, I actually want to reread this. And now that Queen's Hope has gotten pushed to April, I think I might have time. Um, and <laughs> I got some Funko Maybe. Pops recently. It's a long book. It is. But you, know, also, you all know I have a couple Funkos. Um, yeah. And Just what I want to show off is this is legend specific because it's comic esque. I got these Target exclusive comic book Funkos, and if you look at them closely, they're like cell shaded, and they're all based mm. off the oh, original man. comic book line. Yeah, That's I can cool. see yeah. that from so here. So I got That's Luke, awesome. and then my stormtrooper actually should have. It might be downstairs now, uh, but I also have the Vader, which has this insane coloring. Um, cool. And these are my favorite fungus I've ever gotten, but they're all based wow. on the classic Legends comics. So, bam! Legends stuff for me! Those, those were on the fence for me. I couldn't decide if they qualified as Legends. Apparently they did, so I now have to order them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my wife. Absolutely not. Now, did you just reveal that you have a two-story Funko Pop collection? Is that what we just heard? A two-story Funko Pop collection? You just said they were one, one's downstairs. Oh, sorry. I mean, in my build, I, I live in an apartment building, and I think one of my stormtroopers was supposed to arrive today. And when we get packages, they leave them downstairs. Uh, it's not uh, that. Yeah, let's go with the two. That story being said, cool. I did buy tiered <laughs> display things on my desk now, so I, I literally have three tiers of of display Funkos in front of me at this exact moment. Oh my! So that oh, counts. Wow. Awesome. That's awesome. It's fine. Awesome. It's great. I have one more thing I'm going to show off quickly before we move on to Legends News. There's a few things we have to cover. I did get one more very cool collectible in the mail yesterday. It was one of these packages. I almost didn't open it. 
until live on the show, but I couldn't help myself. That'd be fun to do an unboxing because I literally had no idea what was in the box. I could not remember what I had ordered. And Great. then it showed up. In fact, it was headless. I had oh, right. it was missing its head. I got this mini bust of Grand Admiral Thrawn, and the head was snapped off in the box. What a picture to get. Oh. Rather than rather than uh, sending it back, it was a clean break. I decided I would be able to just super glue it because it would be just ridiculous to have to mail it back and get a new one. Then you risk it breaking in a worse place. Anyway, he looks super happy about the fact that uh, the big bad toy store <laughs> snapped his head off. Yeah. Jared, I gotta I mean, say, how happy he is. that that rehab you did—it's it's very artistically done. I gotta say, oh thank you, everybody, <laughs> give nice. Eric a round of applause. And I uh, said Rick, the thing. Go ahead and send him out of the room. Yeah, just boot him off. <laughs> now we do have a few pieces of legends news we have to cover before we get into our roundtable tonight. I'm gonna keep it snappy. See, this is why we don't do uh, all the extra pre-show little bits before we get into the roundtable because, you know, it just we have other stuff to talk about. So we're going to get through these quickly. These do deserve more time than we're going to give them. One thing, everybody, very quickly, your first impressions of Star Wars Visions, which came out yesterday. Go. Loved it. About as disorienting <sighs> as this book we're about to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. In my opinion. I'll say this. I haven't had the proper time to give it yet. When that day happens, I will let you know. Okay, great. Yeah. Wait uh, a year and a half for Freddy's review? That's it. I watched <laughs> them all in a day. Number one, Village Bride. Number two, The Duel. That's what I'll say. Okay. Yeah. I watched them all at the laundromat, which was <laughs> weird. Um, so our washing machine is broken. That's unique. Um, well, yeah, definitely. So I, you know, I feel like that. that maybe for the rest of my life when I rewatch these, I'll just smell drier lint. Or That's not whatever bad. You call that stuff. I feel like yeah. laundry uh, smells no, I, good, but you know, also like the book we're about to discuss. It was great. I, I really enjoyed it. What What was fun about it was that it's, it's definitely like diverse perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And man, we'll have to talk more about it. What's fun is there's been a lot of online discourse about whether or not it fits into Legends continuity because it doesn't fit into canon continuity. And therefore, uh, I don't feel the need. <laughs> I don't feel the need to make it fit into a category. And here's our whole thing about legends on this show is enjoy good Star Wars stories because they're good stories. All of it's make-believe anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. if you take it too seriously, you might disappoint yourself. You know what else we're definitely going to take too seriously? There was an announcement made yesterday, just in time. As soon as I saw this, I just scrambled to throw it in the show notes. Disney has declared, like, the authoritarian empire that they are. November 12th <laughs> is Disney Plus Day. Nothing you can do about it. It's going to happen. Deal with yeah, it. The two-year anniversary of Disney Plus is coming our way. The only way I could remember that is that we've had two seasons of The Mandalorian. So, two-year anniversary. They are releasing a series of uh, fun goodies coming out on Disney Plus for free. No, not really. You have to pay for it. Uh, and one of them is a Boba Fett special that's coming to Disney Plus just around the corner on November 12th. And it's being described as, and I'm hoping, hoping, dying, that they will talk about some of the Legends history of Boba Fett. So we'll see. Yes. Um, they're calling it the, a special celebrating the origins and legacy of Star Wars legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett. Freddie, are you watching it the second it drops or See, two seconds after it drops? I have a lot to catch up on, including Bad Batch mm. and uh, admittedly Clone Wars. Uh, just trying to get through this Masters so I can have some free time. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. <laughs> but uh, this one right here is definitely a priority. So it's it's going to jump the line quite a bit. 
Speaking of Boba Fett, we've got uh, a little bit more Boba Fett news. Uh, Rick, did you manage to get this one queued up for the show? This was something that dropped today. Today, Target announced that uh, there is an exclusive line of action figures, part of the Vintage Collection. Um, we've got the Star Wars like holiday special Boba Fett. I guess they're packaging is it they're packaging it as droids. Was Boba Fett in droids? Anyway, we've got action figures for so. Boba Fett. R2-D2, and C-3PO based off of their 80s droids appearances uh, coming Amazing. coming soon. Uh, we'll post it to the <coughs> Legends Look Back Discord channel. Definitely some cool stuff there. Uh, I don't really collect action figures, but definitely going to have to get these. How about you guys? Oh, totally. There's no question about it. Yeah. it belongs right, I heard right Freddy back there scream in my... through the forest when this was announced. So <laughs> it, yeah. yeah, I was tagged too. I was tagged and someone, someone uh, I forget who it was. Maybe it was you, Eric. Yeah, yeah um, it definitely was. Because <laughs> I love yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, Eric tagged me, and I was like, "Oh man, I just bought a whole kit for for a five oh first grade stormtrooper, <laughs> but <laughs> just gonna have to pull out the wallet again." <laughs> no, they've been doing good with the um, with the legends figures, especially for like, like again, not so much in my Funko world. Seems to be mostly the canon stuff, but the legends stuff they're 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 packaging nicely. I really like the back cards on these. Um, they looked really cool. So ma- massive respect oh, yeah. to them deciding. You know what? The droids cartoon figures. That's the next thing. Like someone had to decide that. Now I saw a really cool thing online. I haven't decided if I'm gonna take the plunge on this or not. I accidentally bought an extra Thrawn Black Series six inch that's still in its box over there. Um, I saw somebody online. I forget who it was. They bought an extra Luke. The um, this one here. The one in the the, what do you call these things? The 50th anniversary Heir of the Empire figure. Mm-hmm. They bought an extra Luke, and they took it out of the box, and they got the Salamari off uh, out of the package, and they draped it around Thrawn's neck. Oh, that's cool. And I might just have to do that. That's so, pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned. I'm going to spend an extra $15 just to get <laughs> the little Salamari. Wow. <laughs> Which is just the most ridiculous thing. That's awesome. That's but awesome. I love it's that. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. And then nobody can use the force in my room. That's the rule. That's, That's it. <laughs> now, before, we move on, before we move on into... Oh, Matt Davenport. Yeah, it was our, our um, Living Force producer, Matt. Yes. Um, not producer. What is he? Editor? What do you call him? Our Matt? podcast editor and Cantina of Comics host. That's right. Yes. Excellent. Uh, Matt. Everybody knows Matt. So uh, Matt's the one that did that, and it was just a brilliant idea. I might just have to do it. Now, before we move on into the roundtable proper, one last bit of Legends Lookout, and that is this. Eric, since the last time you were on, yes. Um, hey, just a couple weeks ago, we had a Knights of the Old Republic remake announced, and I just want your quick take on the KOTOR remake. How excited are you for this? Have you played the game? Are you going to buy a PS5 just to play this thing? I am beyond excited for this. I was lucky enough to be one of the people that have a PS5. It's in the back right there. Um, I got it pre-ordered last year when we were all at home, and that's what I did. Um, So I have the console. I played KOTOR for the first time three years ago. I was on on my iPad. fairly recent? Yeah. I played it when I was a kid, but I never got past a certain point. But I played it in its entirety three years ago on my iPad and had a great time. Um, I'm so beyond excited. For it to be remade, I'm hoping for something akin to the Final Fantasy VII remake, so I want some active combat would be cool, but that frame alone where they showed Revan in the beautiful 4K uh, gave me all the goose bump and the goose pimples and the happiness, so I will be getting that day one. I might take the day off of work to play it. Can't wait. Uh, wait, did you just say KOTOR gave you pimples? Goose pimples. 
What? You never heard the phrase goose pimples? It's like goosebumps. <laughs> I mean, I know it is goosebumps. It's the same thing. Hold on. I've heard My it. I've heard it. Why are lights red me. now? Are you mad at me? <laughs> they just <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> Did they scare me to death? They're talking about Kotor. It's like, did you say it gave you pimples? <laughs> my goodness. I didn't do it. Here's my hands. Uh, oh my oh. gosh. All right. Uh, speaking of Kotor, we do have a little bit here in the chat from our buddy Jacob, the Spicedin. He says, uh, we also got the Kotor, the original version, coming to Switch. It was just announced part of this Nintendo Direct that they did tonight that um, that uh, the, the original Kotor, I'm so scared of what's happening behind me. <laughs> that the original KOTOR is going to come out on the Nintendo Switch. So, do I need to play this through for the 11th time? Let me know in the chat. Before we get into the meat of the show, um, we are going to go ahead and uh, take a quick break, and we will be right back to talk about this beauty, the Star Wars Insider The Fiction Collection Volume 1. Tonight we are talking about a Star Wars book unlike any other. It is a mix of canon and legends. That's the other reason, Eric, why I invited oh, you on the show. Oh, Dave! As the canon guy, you know, there's some canon stories in here. There so we are. had to have a canon representative so that we, we're not going to talk about those stories. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we at least had to have you here as a gesture. It's a mix of both canon and legends, which was a divisive. We'll talk about that. It is the first hardcover from Titan Magazines, I think. Uh, it is the first time that exclusive fiction from Star Wars Insider Magazine has been collected in a volume to itself. It's an experiment and a precedent in what looks like a promising new pattern for the publisher, and I could not be more excited. And we're going to talk about it here tonight. Uh, Star Wars, I've messed up this title a thousand times. <laughs> here we go. Star Wars Insider, colon, The Fiction Collection, colon, volume one is the title. There you go. And it's got that big Legends banner across the top, even though it's got some canon stories in there. But there's so much to talk about with this book, so much. But uh, first and foremost, I'm going to throw it to you, Emily. Give us the, the kind of stats of Star Wars Insider. What are we looking at here? What's the history with all of this stuff? Sure. So by the numbers, it was released by Titan Magazines on May the 4th, 2021. There are 144 pages. It is a hardcover. And 99 of the pages are legend stories and art from issues 125 through 172. Uh, there are 19 total stories, 13 are legends, 6 are canon, and uh, was a mix of canon and legends the right move? I don't yeah, know. That's what the do you question, think? isn't it? I think so. I think that it's like, it's a nice way for them to incorporate them both, kind of doing the thing that we always say at UTE is the thing to do, to like, just read what you like, and that's kind of fun. Um, although it is confusing, because it does have legends on the front. Yeah, it is. It it's is. a confusing package, but I'm glad they did it how they did. Period. <laughs> okay. Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question, man. I don't really know what what you know. Someone's gonna have to tell me why they chose these stories and, it, and the order they chose them. Uh, to me, it might have just been like, well, let's just give them a little bit of, you know, the spectrum, and then volume two might be targeted. I, I have no idea personally. I'm yeah. I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah, I can't remember. I think volume two is also a mix. And I'm fine with that. Now, on the on the on the like sales perspective, I, I can imagine that if they were just going to release a, a book that has just legend stories, well, you, you've got a market right, a certain percentage of the fandom that's going to buy the legend stories because they're legends people. Right. Looking at it, looking at yeah. us, definitely yeah. for sure. Um, 
if you just marketed the canon stories, well, those are going to go to a certain sector of people. What this does is everybody has to buy it you know, from right. a money-making <laughs> standpoint. If you're a Legends person, if you're a canon person, everybody's got to shell out for this, right? Um, so, so I appreciate that. Now, I've, I've divided it up another way, which is most of these stories take place in a pretty contained IRL time period. Most mm-hmm. of these were released in the, – the Legends stories are from 2011, 2012. Yeah. Pretty, pretty tight. Pretty succinct, um, yeah right section of time there and then secondly the canon stories they're pretty much the early canon star wars insider stories plus all of the blade squadron saga collected into one volume which is super cool um i really enjoy reading through those six in a row in that way because they were spread out over years and so yeah there's you can try to make sense of it but it is a little bit haphazard isn't it anybody else have an opinion on this rick emily um, I was kind of confused at first because I didn't, it doesn't really tell you what is canon or legends when you look at the contents. So I like didn't really know until I reached that one story. So I kept going and I was, I just didn't understand if they were going to be intermingled or if they were going to be in two separate categories. And they are in two separate categories. All the legend stories are up front and the canon are at the very back. Right. So maybe I just missed it at the beginning. Um, but I was kind of like, it's sort of like every time I turn a page, I was like, is this going to be Legends or Canon? Um, <coughs> it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sorry that you didn't, you know, skip ahead to the end to see that. I tried, <laughs> the but there was, there was so much beautiful end. art. I would get distracted every time I tried. It's beautiful. So, it is. That yeah. is one of There's a lot of gorgeous stuff points. to look at. Rick, your take on this. Yeah. So um, I'll say that. For someone who's read a good number of these legends stories, like books, but not all of them, I was surprised at how how well I was still able to pick up a story for characters that I just did not know. Mm. Uh, so there's a few times that they're the characters that you know talking with you guys I know that have have overlap from other stories, but still they did stand on their own. But like you guys said, it was really good at getting there because um, you know some they just start off and you don't really know what's going on until you get to the end, or um, you know a lot of twists and turns and stuff. Uh, some really good ones and some that are kind of just like weird, eth- ethically, morally gray, <laughs> you know, all, all kinds of stuff. So it was definitely an experience. Yeah. But I was surprised at how well I could just pick it up and, and enjoy the stories from it. So that was good. I that's think a real it'll selling be, point. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see volume two. I think that that's going to give us more of a tone for the series. So like to see mm. like what are they going to repeat yeah. in volume two. I, uh-huh. I imagine they would have to have more canon stories because otherwise why would they have delayed the release yet again? I don't understand you know, there's, why. But there's one thing. Yes. One thing. I am not mad at it at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that the art is there. It's so beautiful. Mm. Um, are they doing new art is, for it? Is, the art is, uh, is fantastic. Yes. The smell so sweet the sweet that's my papyrus. point freddie don't you take that away from me <laughs> I will i'm take very it. I will worried take it. about all this the is... smelly legends books now yeah, like, all you my joke last week. we're not we're not done talking about this we're, we're <laughs> gonna <laughs> touch on this later did you hear that i called this the the new york times number one best smeller i <laughs> what my brain just short-circuited <laughs> hearing that and that, now welcome. i can't unhear that i can't not know that now and happy early birthday thank you beautiful all right, so was, were you done, Freddie? Why else do you have no complaints with this book? Uh, it just gives us more content to read, right? And, and yeah. in the Legends realm, any news is good news. That is one of the things that I have to say about this is 
Um, I mean, so many Legends fans have never really touched the short stories. Mm -hmm. It's easy to say, like, well, it's easy. You know, to read, like, all 100 and, what, 70, 90-something Legends, adult Legends novels. I don't know the exact number. We should probably do a count on that one of these days. Um, it's easy to, you know, go back and just reread, you know, like I'm about to do with Bane for the 10th time. Uh, you just pick your favorites and go back to them. What's cool about this is it finally collects some of these stories that nobody's ever touched. So it's, these are not new stories, but repackaging them in print is a really cool way to help people rediscover some legend stories that, that many people have never touched, right? Now, yeah. uh, I've got, uh, got here that Volume 2 is out for release. Now, my Amazon has uh, delayed it to, to <laughs> November the 2nd, which honestly is fine because I'm very much backed up. I'm going to uh, be reading Ronin soon. Very excited about that. Uh, I'm still listening to Rogue Squadron. Um, I've, got, I've been reading uh, The Hut Gambit for a couple of months. I've got plenty of stuff to read. November is fine with me. I, nothing's <coughs> on the docket at that point. But uh, I'm hoping it does come out this year at the very yeah. least. Now, Freddie, I, I'd like to hear some more about the background on Star Wars Insider Magazine itself. Yeah, so some of the background. I don't know if a lot of you guys remember uh, the Lucasfilm Fan Club magazine back in, uh, I think it was around 1994. Well, this was the Lucasfilm Fan Club magazine, uh, and, and I remember subscribing to that back in the day. And, and oh, I just did you wondered, really? What the heck? Yeah, what happened to it? I was like, what happened to this thing? Uh, only for it to be turned into Star Wars Insider in, in 1994. That's OG cred, Freddie. <laughs> yeah, so I think that happened around issue 22 and 23, so... Uh, just some really cool info there. And uh, the short stories start coming around, I want to say, issue 62. So uh, if, if you're looking for, for retro uh, old stories to collect, uh, issue 62 is the one to go to. And so it in seems total, like logically they would have you know, started with the, whatever short story was in issue 62. But it doesn't do <laughs> yeah, that. But no. Which is yeah, interesting. But no. So hang on. <laughs> Maybe we'll get it. Maybe we'll get it. Keep going. For yeah, it. yeah, that's that's the weird thing, right? It, they're probably going to make it the last issue. That way, we have to collect every uh, every single one of them uh, to get there. But uh, <laughs> that would be so <laughs> wicked. Yeah, there's a total of uh, 44 legend stories, uh, short stories, and 22 canon. Uh, the good thing point. about at this point, right? There's there's 44 legends. That's a finite number, but but uh, canon. It's who knows how long they're going to go. It's infinite at this point. Uh, but 22 currently. Um, there are no Star Wars Insider issues starting from 1 to 22. So if you're looking for anything Star Wars Insider between those issue numbers, uh, you know, you should probably stop the search now. Because it was called <laughs> uh, something else, right? What you call it? <laughs> Lucasfilm? It's the Lucasfilm Fan Club magazine. So that's that's those are what you should be collecting. And those are the old magazines. And, and I still have uh, maybe the first 10 issues. Oh, that's so that. cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, so around 2007, Titan took over for uh, publishing, and uh, they've got other collected edition uh, editions. I don't know if you guys, or if you want to go through that. Yeah, there's, there's I, I actually have some of these, so I want to show them off. Oh man, yeah. For years, I was just asking for these as birthday presents. They're like kind of a fun Star Wars book that I wasn't actively collecting, but when they would come in, they were really fun to read. So I've got Volume One here, starring. Uh, uh, you know his uh, blow drying oh, hair man. with Mark the Hamill. wavy so hair—it's so good. <laughs> These are nicely just conditioned. Excellent. They're excellent to read. These are paperback though; they're not hardcover, but they do look great on the shelf, especially as you start to stack them up. I've got um, looks like I dropped volume two somewhere. Uh, I've got <laughs> volumes one, three, and four here. 
one, three, and four. Uh, Rays on one, Vader's on one. But after volume four, they then switched to thematic collections. So you had volumes one through four. And then they went to uh, the best of the original trilogy, The Saga Begins, Heroes of the Force, the Lords of the Sith, Rogues, Scoundrels, and Bounty Hunters, Aliens, Creatures, and Droids, and Icons of the Galaxy. So it's like they've really covered their bases here. They've really covered their bases, which makes me hope, and this is where I'd like to go by the end of the episode, that they'll do a High Republic one one of these Ooh. days, right? Mm. Just the High Republic be short cool. stories and some behind the scenes on how it's all been done. It'd be really cool to get one of these published um, by Titan. Because what's cool about this is you've got all these other Star Wars publishers in on the High Republic. It'd be cool to get uh, one of these big collected editions from Titan as well. Now we've got a great chat uh, a great question here in the chat from our buddy Aaron Motes, who says, do you know if the Star Wars Insider stories will eventually be released in paperback? And the answer to that is, no, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll let you know if we do question. find out. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. It'll definitely be in a segment we like to call Legends Lookout, which is about uh, 10 minutes into every episode. Yeah, that's where we would talk about it there. We'll get our agent, who's going to talk to Drake, who's going to talk to Target, <laughs> who's also going to talk to Lucasfilm. This meeting just gets longer and longer. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so so it would be cool. It would be cool. I do like that this is in hardback, though. I mean, I've drugged this sucker around with me everywhere for, like, the past month. So I've tried to knock these short stories out. And it's been resilient. It has held up surprisingly well. I've got two kids. I was eating raspberries in the car while I was waiting on my daughter's pickup line. Those things were just dripping bread all over my hand and had this in my other. It didn't manage to get a single stain on it. It wiped off clean. Anyway, that was visceral. Needed. That was. Wasn't it? Yeah, wow. That, that description, that, just, I, the, that took me there. The key is you have to paint a word picture. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> in my word picture just so happened to look like somebody was murdered in my car while it was oh. <laughs> just a little bit in my Star Wars book. Yeah. Now, we're going to talk about what these stories are specifically that are contained in this volume. We're going to go down the list. Each and every one of us is going to cover a story or two. We're going to talk about uh, just like the basic stats on it. We're not going to do discussion on whether, whether or not it was good or anything like that. We're just going to tell you the deets. First and foremost, at the top of the list is Vader Adrift. This is a story written by Ryder Wyndham. The artist is Joe Caroni. And... Um, Rick, as you've got images of these, go ahead and just throw these up as we talk. Um, so we've got Ryder Wyndham having written Vader Adrift. Um, it was published in the Star Wars Insider Special Edition in 2012, so not one of the numeric issues. They do yearly special editions, so that's kind of an interesting, weird factor in all of this if you're factoring in the numbering system. Yeah, first debuted there in that 2012 edition. In this story, Darth Vader survived the destruction of the experimental battle station known as the Tarkin from the old school Marvel comics over the planet Hawkeleg. That doesn't sound right, but that's what I wrote. <laughs> now, adrift in his TIE fighter, Vader is rescued by a veteran of the Clone, uh, the clone Wars, a clone trooper who once served under the command of da -da -da, Anakin Skywalker. Wait, that's so Darth they Vader! Like, they have like a moment. They're the same! Really it's I feel really like we precious. should have said spoilers right. at the beginning. My of goodness, that's like three pages long. How <laughs> many spoilers do you need? Well, I mean, yeah, no, that's you're probably a pretty big that. twist at the end. It's the first story, though, so we didn't spoil any of the other ones. That's true. Yet, Rick, take <laughs> us away with the next one. All right, so yeah, this next one, uh, First Blood, author Christy Golden, and artist for this one was Brian Rude. Was it Rude Wood Rude? Man, I just got all kinds of tongue tied yeah. there. Uh, this one was originally published in Star Wars Insider number 125 all the way back about 10 years ago, 2011. 
Uh, and this story was interesting. It, it has a tie-in to the Fate of the Jedi series. And so this story features Sith apprentice Bestara Kai, as, as well as five much more notorious Sith. And they go in search of a vessel to finally leave the planet on which her people have been stranded for centuries. And uh, there is some <coughs> blood involved. There is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this is fun because uh, Fate of the Jedi tied in with the short stories, other short stories that are not in this book, <laughs> that are called Lost Tribe of the Sith. And so this is a character from the Lost Tribe of the Sith, but she's not in the Lost Tribe of the Sith books, but she is in the short story that's in this. It's one of those like really fun Legends things that's really weird and crazy. Um, <laughs> and so I was really excited to read this because I've read all of the Fate of the Jedi, all the Lost Tribe of the Sith, but had never read this. And I was really, really hyped. All right, next up on the list is Emily. I said we weren't going to discuss these, and I can't help myself. <laughs> Emily, um, Buyer's Market. Yeah, so next up we've got Buyer's Market. It was authored by Timothy Zahn and artist Brian Rood. It was originally published in Star Wars Insider 126, again in 2011. So in this one, Lando does some classic wheeling and dealing and good old-fashioned swindling from the cantina to the battlefield in order to secure an AT-AT for his mining project on Niklon. It's almost like whoever wrote these little summaries did a really great job. Yeah. What a yeah. wordsmith. Oh, almost. I, yeah. I wrote this next one, so let's get to see how it goes. Ready? <laughs> <clears throat> so I've got a... And Lebo makes three. Oh. Uh, author... We've got, so it's, it's interesting. We've got... Two or four people total working on this. We've got author Michael Reeves and Maya Catherine Bonoff, and artists Greg and Tim Hildebrandt. And boy, Legends. is there, yeah, is their art just absolutely legendary? Uh, you're seeing the theme here. Oh so all of these are, were published in 2011. Oh, giant uh, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> too big. <laughs> He's so large. <laughs> hey man, you just he he almost looks like Stallone in that picture. Oh, like God, I can just yeah. hear him. <laughs> I was thinking Schwarzenegger, but fine, fine. <laughs> yep, that, that works Stallone, too. Stallone, <laughs> That's even better. So this was published in, uh, like, like I said, 2011 in issue uh, 128. And here's the summary. Yeah, the summary goes: the best scoundrel to ever don shoulder pads. That was Jared's, Jared, yep. Jared's input. Uh, Dash Randa and his partner, an emotionally <laughs> unavailable Terrace Kasi master, strike up a deal with a sketchy Rodian comedian for a Swiss Army droid by the name of Lebo, who will capture our hearts in the content to come. <laughs> you changed the summary. You did. <laughs> you rewrote the line. <laughs> so good, Freddie. Oh, my gosh. This. Oh, I've got so much to say about these. Let's keep going. You're up next, Aaron. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have a fair trade, which proves our first absolute downright lie in this book, um, because this is written by Paul S. Kemp, not Christy Golden as is said in the uh, book. And that yeah, actually misprint. And makes a lot of sense if you've ever read content by either of those authors, uh, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> uh, the artist is Joe Caroni, originally published in Star Wars Insider 129 in 2011. And the summary says, A fair trade is a tie-in to Paul Kemp's cross-current and riptide books as smugglers Kedrin and Marr are ambushed by pirates. And it sounds nothing like a Christy Golden story. <laughs> no, no, no. I got to the end of this one and was like, what the heck was, I was this about? This is, see, I, I needed this episode when I was reading these because I was like, I, I've read Christy Golden. I don't think so. All right, great. 
so good. Jared, you oh got you goodness. uh you got the you got the next slash maybe the freaking best one. You've got the best my one, God, Jared. Jared. Let's go. Let's keep going. There's no doubt. You this have red light. Oh my only... god, you have red light for this one. This is perfect. One of the only two or three that I had read before, and oh my gosh, is it just wonderful. However, the art will kind of uh, haunt your nightmares if you're not careful. My wife uh, saw me reading this and was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the Tenebris Way. This is by the infamous Matthew Stover, one of the greatest authors ever to lend their talents to the galaxy far, far away. Uh, the artist on this is Brian Rood. It was originally published in Star Wars Insider 130 in 2011. In this story, this is, of course, an existential companion piece to James Lucino's Legends masterpiece, Darth Plagueis. It tells of Darth Tenebris's grand plan to secure eternal life and conquer the galaxy, and it also tells of his fateful demise at the hands of his apprentice, Plagueis himself. And Emily, don't you tell me that I spoiled this one, because it's literally in the first sentence <coughs> that ten the first sentence is dying. Tenebris, <laughs> observed with mild surprise, was turning out... <laughs> To be not only pleasant but wholly wonderful. I mean, no, just that's what an not the twist. You didn't spoil incredible. that one. You have to read to the end. I, I liked the ending for that. Oh god, <laughs> a lot. Such a twist. <laughs> it sticks with me. All right, I'm Rick, back. My next. camera works. Woo! Uh, yeah. So hey! uh, this next one, yeah, the next Hurry! one is Maze Run. <laughs> author David J. Williams and Mark S. Williams. I wonder if they're related. Uh, the artist was Brian Rudd again. I'm going to say his name wrong probably all night, but that's okay. Uh, originally, it was published in Star Wars Insider episode or issue 131 in 2012. And this is just a classic Han and Chewie adventure story as they have to pilot the Falcon through the perilous Rishi maze. And it was awesome. I enjoyed this one quite a bit. Now, here's my big question. A, does this tie into any other Legends books? Because I couldn't think of one. And then B, where is the Rishi Maze reference? That's It's a line in one of the actual films, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Some of the Rishi where? Maze. Right. You, you, you know. You know, it's the Rishi never, Maze. We have know. no idea. It's, <laughs> I've never seen a Star Wars movie. It finally comes out. Um, <laughs> somewhere. Somebody in the chat. Yeah, let us know. It's probably going to be Jacob. I can feel it. Absolutely. Uh, Emily, you're up next while we think. Yes. The next story is The Guns of Kelrodo Eye. It's authored by Jason Fry with art by John Van Fleet. And this was also originally published in Star Wars Insider, uh, episode 132, or edition 132 in 2012. So this one, uh, Jason Fry's story is a companion to the Essential Guide to Warfare, featuring a squad of TIE pilots shortly after the Republic became the Empire. They have to sort through a rising tide of xenophobia in the new Empire and complete their dangerous mission in order to impress Moff Tarkin. Yeah, not even a grand yet. Just regular old Moff Tarkin. Mm. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I was having trouble finding good art of it online. Um, the art in the actual book is better than you can actually find on the internet itself. And I didn't feel like scanning it. That felt like a crime. So we've got some of the art. Yeah. Like Not anything. internet images. <laughs> Only money. Must <laughs> buy the book. The oh, and now, Freddie, you've got my favorite one here. Go for it. Wow. This one's super interesting. I, I, I didn't think I was going to like it at first, but uh, I also don't know how to quite pronounce his name. Do your best. So Shoot your uh, best shot, Freddie. You know, this is, this is the hunting of the Gorak. That's how I'm going to say that it. Was that was beautiful. I like it. That. It I should said, be I that. If it's not, it should be. Yes. That's right. <laughs> For me, it was the it. Gorak. 
<laughs> so this is by uh, author Jeff Grubb and artist Joe Caroni. Uh, originally published in issue 133 in 2012, guys. So we're we're seeing a little bit of a trend. We're, we're going by years here. Yep. Uh, and you're right, Jared. Uh, after looking at it, I think there there is somewhat of a trend, but I, I still don't understand it. And as you see here, this is uh, the hut uh, of the 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 character of the story. So let's it's hunting the Gorak uh, ties into the novel Scourge, and is a story of Parella, not Paella. Parella yeah, the Hut. I said Paella the whole time. <laughs> me too. Me too. Paella the Hut's also a great story. I would read that. Yeah, yeah. yeah just the chef of the hut. Cous- yep. Cousins of Pizza the Hut. Oh, <laughs> I like that a lot. So it's uh, Parella the Hut, uh, bounty hunter, on a quest to take down the infamous infamous Gorak beast. So really cool story, honestly. I, I didn't know where it was going, but it turned out to be awesome. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's my favorite of the bunch. I'm not 100% sure. Definitely my biggest surprise this time around. Eric. All right. Uh, before I get into the next one, a quick shout out to Jacob in our chat who said, and I quote, <clears throat> Camino was about 12 parsecs outside the Rishi maze, <laughs> which is Dexter Jetster and Tackle Clones. So thank you, Jacob. Good job, Eric. Thank now, you very much. Uh, you've got to read the Last of the Jedi books one of these days, Eric. Because Dexter Jetster is a part of an underground rebel movement on Coruscant yeah. after the Empire becomes the Empire. Dexter Jetster is like running yeah. a secret rebel base, which is super dope. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And even if Go I don't it. read them, Jared, you know me. I need to put the hardcovers on my bookshelf. All right. There, there are no hardcovers. Dang it! All right. I don't, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. They're not, they're not real. Um, next one is Getaway, which, surprise, surprised, is actually by Christy Golden. Um, yeah, it is. Artist Joe Caroni, again, a, a, a wide variety of art. I love this art so much. It's absolutely gorgeous. Reminds me of Jamie McKelvey, if any comics fans are out there. Um, originally published in Star Wars Insider 134 in 2012. And in this story, Jaina Solo and Jagged Fell go on their honeymoon to find an ancient Jedi temple on the planet Sakub, where they are ambushed by opportunist raiders hoping that Jaina will lead them to the temple's rare artifacts. We love a Jaina Solo story. We love a Jaina Solo. Absolutely. That's right. It can be your first exposure to Jaina Solo if you've never uh, really gotten to that part of Legends, which is fun. But if it is, I'll tell you what, it makes not a lot of sense. Uh, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> it spoils one of the biggest romances in all of post-Return of the Jedi Legends. Sure does. Because they're, liter- they're literally on their honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> My story that I've got next is called Roll of the... can't even say this. <clears throat> Roll of the Dice by Karen Miller, as we called her last week. One of the great Karens of Legends. <laughs> the, artist, the artist is David Rabit. It was originally published in Star Wars Insider 135, the sequel to 134, uh, written in 2012. This is the prequel story to X-Wing Mercy Kill, which was the swan song, one last round of the X-Wing series. Uh, It is an undercover spy mission for the daughter of Wedge Antilles, Miri Antilles, in search of information on a crime lord at an intergalactic casino. And might I say, it if is. you don't know that Miri is the daughter of Wedge and you see Antilles and you think that she might be his wife or something, it's real weird for a second. <laughs> but then you realize that she could not. be like related to Bale Antilles of Alderaan. Fake. Which is not the other Bale from Alderaan. It's Star Wars. Am I right? So weird. Rick, you're up next. Woo. All right, next we have uh, Reputation. Uh, this was written by, is it Ari Marmel? 
and art by Tom Hodges. Uh, this one was published back in Star Wars Insider 136, also in 2012. Uh, and this is about a bounty hunter pretending to be a Jedi and trying to take out, or actually he does, uh, this Bothan crime lord for the Black Sun. But as he's doing his job, he is ambushed by none other than Cad Bane, who steals his bounty and learns some of his Jedi impersonating tricks. So that was a, a really good one, and I I loved this art. We'll talk about that in a second, but I, I love the typography of this, this opening really cool. page. Yeah, like seriously, despite being one of my least favorite Taylor Swift albums, Reputation was one of my favorite <laughs> stories. That oh, was my first thought one. when I saw the title. I was like, <laughs> the song went in my head. I was like, okay, I see you. Taylor's coming. in her Cad Bane phase. You know, we all had to go through it. Did you guys read that story in, um, oh, what's the voice, of the, the name of the voice actor? I should know this. Oh, for Cad Bane? Uh, like, yeah, one oh, of the most famous, Corey Burton. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, did, I am did you guys, only dead, <laughs> Like, yeah, of course I did. You can't not. I read, I read every word of it. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. But apparently you were hearing it in Taylor Swift's voice. Which but also Cad Bane well, for, for, for this episode, The Great Bridge. This is a legend story. But he is a canon character, so that's a nice bridge for me. That helped me a lot. Be careful, yeah. Eric. If you think about it too hard, it'll break your brain. Oh, it already has. <laughs> I am already dead. <laughs> and the last legend story is up for you, Emily. Yes, it's titled Eruption. Author John Ostrander. Artist Jan Dersima. It was originally published in Star Wars Insider 141 in 2013. So this prequel to Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void is arguably the earliest story set in the Legends universe. Of course, you know, Trevor will correct us if we're wrong. Um, <laughs> is it Jedi? Is that how you say that? The Jedi. You just got to commit to yeah. it. Yeah. Like Jedi. Feel it. Feel it. Viking. Yeah. Jedi Rangers. Jedi. Brock and Hawk Ryo settle an ugly dispute between mining families on Zarist. Definitely. And awesome. there's actually an audiobook. Uh, adaptation of this as well it was at the very end of the oh. end of the void so i listened to this story a couple times which was really fun huh. um the only one i could find i spent about three hours trying to find <laughs> if any of the other of these were on audio about I, as long as it took is, you to make that meme yeah that's, right. so. yeah, that's exactly right you're three great hours at is the my internet. threshold <laughs> to sink into something dumb in which i quit if i can't figure it out that's and right. yet you're still here at utini all these years later <laughs> <laughs> Not for lack of Corey's trying. All right. Um, you're up, Freddie, with our first canon story. This is going to yeah, take all uh, night. What an episode. Yeah, this is interesting. I, I This is probably my... Well, I shouldn't say that. I've, I've read one or two canon uh, books, so this is probably like my third canon read. It's <laughs> called, first in a long time. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, 1,000 Levels Down. Very interesting. Author by... Uh, or, yeah, the author is Alexander Freed. Artist is Joe Caroni and Brian Miller, two two great, great artists. Uh, so we're jumping ahead in time. We've, we're in 2014 now with a publishing date, and it came out in in Star Wars Insider issue 151. And the summary of this story goes: There's a couple of Alderanian survivors, and uh, they're wanted by the Empire, and they go out of, of the frying pan into the fire as they descend deeper and deeper into the under levels of Coruscant in search of a safe haven. It's a, uh, right. it's a very sad story, but it um, it ends with with some hope, right? And that's exactly why I thought it was pretty fantastic. And does I you know the, my question here? We'll talk later. Is how does this tie into canon? We'll get there. 
it's well written. It's almost like this Alexander Freed guy could have a career as an author. A little bit. <laughs> he's written and some books, Freddie. You may not know that as you've read through Canada, but he's he, he's still going. <laughs> he's written some legend stuff. He wrote uh, the Old Republic comics. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, not these Old Republic comics, this huge thing over here, uh, but in the Old Republic video game comics. All right. So he's crossed he's crossed the streams with canon and legends. Uh, Eric, you're up for our next story by the author of that great 1,344-page tome. It's I just a great off. transition because this is uh, the story orientation that has the cover art of the actual volume itself written by friend of the show, John Jackson Miller. Artist by Brian Rood, or Rood, or Rood. Uh, it was originally published in Star Wars Insider 157 in 2015. We're getting later. And as we said, the glorious friend of both the Living Force and Legends Look Back, John Jackson Miller, wrote a bridge story connecting a new dawn with Lords of the Sith as Ray Sloan, a canon favorite, uncovers a conspiracy against the Empire by her commanding officer who isn't thrilled with the Republic becoming an Empire overnight. Uh, yeah, we're going to get into this one. This is absolutely, undoubtedly one of my favorites in the whole book. I thought it was great. Might be the only story in here that I've read, like, three times. Because I read when it first came out in mm, sure. 157 itself. I actually own most of these, the 150s in print. I also read it when it came out in the, I think it was in that big collected edition, the massive paperback thing. They only did one of that's got, like, Tarkin and... Oh, the yeah, The Dawn. Rise of the Empire. I have that it somewhere. It might be in there. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good story. Absolutely. Rick, close us out with yep. Blade so, Squadron. Um, Blade Squadron is the last few stories in the book. Uh, there's parts one, part two. There's Zero Hour, uh, Kuwat, and Jakku. Uh, and this whole series was written by, again, David J. Williams and Mark S. Williams. And artist was Chris Travis. Uh, so these were published, uh, Star Wars Insider, issues 149, 150, 160, 168, and 172, which uh, ran during 2014 through 2017. So for the first time, in, in, all in one volume, we have the five-part Blade Squadron story, which follows a B-Wing squadron from Endor to Jakku. Yeah, awesome. man. Amazing to have these all collected together like that. Yeah. Even though it kind of drives me nuts that it's across like a three-year time span. But, you know, <laughs> here I we are. I liked having them all together. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, guys, let's go around the table and just review this book on a 1 to 10 scale. Obviously, you know, we this is different. This is weird. Do your best. Give it a number. Emily, you're up first. Um, I don't love anthologies, so I'm going to give it like a 7. Is that harsh? Seven's respectable. Yeah, no, not bad. Okay. No, Eric, I'm gonna go a seven point two. Uh, similarly, there are. <laughs> I'm all okay. decimally. Uh, yeah, there are some stories I really liked, but on the whole, agreed. The anthology format wasn't super helpful for me, and there were a lot of stories where I read a few paragraphs and I'm like, oh, I get what that one's about, and then I went to the next one. So seven point two. Oh, that hurts me, Eric. I that know. Me oh, we'll get into it. We'll get into gut. it. I know, buddy. Ouch. Oh, see, how can you live with yourself? If you don't read every single word in a book. Because I read every <laughs> canon book, Jared. <laughs> so do I. That's true. And you have children. Right. I have no excuse. Freddie, you're up. Well, I'm going to give this I'm gonna give this about... It, it, it's really, really hard for me to just give a number because I'm looking at the art. I love the art. It's all fantastic. Don't do that thing like you did on The Living Freddie, Force. Freddie, that, that's, next, that's next on the outline. Don't talk about <laughs> the art yet. Don't give a fake answer. All I have to say is... 
all I have to say is the art is fantastic. The stories, you know, they're 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 short stories, and if you're looking for a quick fix while you're uh, in the bathroom, you know, you're stuck there for some reason, give this give this a buy and take a, take a look. Just leave it there. You don't have to read it. All That's the a good time. place to leave the book. That's a good This place. is like um, saying that your kid sucks at baseball, but you want to say they're having a lot of fun out there. Like, what's the world? Easy is to that? clean. It's easy to clean. So That's true. it smells amazing. It, it and it really smells good. amazing. Yeah. So how often do you clean your books, Freddie? Well, if you had the, the murder that happened in Jared's car. That's fair. Um, That's fair. <laughs> We've already got a good example. Does, it does wipe easily. All right. Uh what was your number? I'm gonna give it an eight. Eight point eight, uh, just 8.2. Let's go with 8.2. Okay, good, good, good. I was going to come in somewhere in between. My goodness. I'll give it a 7.5. Some of the stories are straight 10s. Yes, agreed. Um, it's some, some are not, some are not. But the art, the art is good. All right. Uh, you're up, Rick. Wait, did I give it a number? I you going to forget what, about me for a second. You said 8.2. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Wait, I said 7.5? Sorry, 7.5. Yeah, yeah. Freddy said 8.2. Sure I got around I'm to it. I'm sorry. Episode's going long. I'm you're all the same mind. to me. You're, I don't know. You're up, Rick. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I had a hard time with this one, but like you guys said, there's a, it's kind of a wash. So I'll give it a uh, 7.99. Oh, nice. Okay. Look at you coming right in between. Uh, we're going to go around and tell everybody your favorite art in the book. What was your favorite art? You already spoiled your favorite typography. Is that your favorite <laughs> art, Rick? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it is my favorite art as well. Just because I have such a high value of typography, man, it's important. And all the other all the other titles in in this book were all pretty just you know straight up text on a on a photo or whatever. But this one actually tried, you know. And so I give it high high scores. Now the whole story, I didn't love all of the art and the whole story, but um, I think that one that one image just did it for me. So I'm pretty happy about it's that. It's really striking. I did spend quite a few seconds maybe yeah. like 10 or 12 seconds just looking at it and for our audio folks that's the <laughs> reputation cad bane story oh thank you eric of course yeah, i appreciate that yeah like our two audio listeners got your back <laughs> really driving down the road thrilled with you at this moment love you or washing their dishes who knows they could be doing anything washing dishes is <laughs> ideal podcast time agreed preach Chores, eric while you're talking yes what's too. your favorite art all right um i'm gonna go oh uh, with the legends one uh, because of the vibe of the show, I'm going to go just with the first image on Getaway, on the Christy Golden story with Janice Solo. I think that this page is just gorgeous. I, I love the the character renderings. The color is great. Um, and, like, similar to Rick, I don't love all of the art within that. I think that some of the rest of the character poses with Jaina are a little uh, static. But I think this initial... Uh, image is just a really great shot of Jaina and Jagged just in action poses with the lightsabers going and blasters and an artifact. It really captures the eye. So uh, the getaway art, I really loved. Excellent. Who has not gone yet? Emily. Yes. Um, I like the guns of Calrodo Eye. I don't know if Rick. Oh, that was this. awesome. Yeah. I love this one. Like, if I could have this. In a very large print, I would put it anywhere in my house. It's just gorgeous. I love the color. It's got, it's kind of like antiqued a little bit, like or like faded. I'm not really sure what I yeah, love it about it. It's just yeah. the impression it's that it gives. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know. I'm feeling it. Absolutely, absolutely, Freddie. You're the art guy on the show. This is like your <laughs> reputation. You're an art collector. 
You are the Thrawn. All you need are some red eyes, and you, you're, you'd be all the way there, man. What's I am. So, so as, I, as I've done throughout the history of Utini, I'm going to break the easiest rules to follow. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, it's maddening. So here we go. Here's my favorite Legends piece, and it's Dash Randa right on the front with, with Lebo, and he's got the most 90s pose ever with his it's gun so in good. hand. <laughs> Yeah, you see that it's it's beautiful. It it it, is, it just speaks legends. I would love to have this on a shirt, on my underwear. Just put it anywhere. Uh, <laughs> on your I love underwear. It. <laughs> our underpants. We've got to right. sell those in the shop, man. Ooh. We've got to sell those. Somebody text those. Let's oh let's tell gosh, Target. They're doing a great job with like. Everything there it else. is. You can just call it the Dash Renderier. Like it works perfectly. <laughs> I love it. And. And so, so that's my number one piece, and I have like five others, so I'll, I'll go through them really quickly. What in the world? I had two, and I and I stopped. <laughs> Freddie's the art guy. He's been on the show for two years. He can do what he wants. Madness. So, he can do if wants. you haven't seen a lot of my art yet, and one of these days I'm gonna try to get them on the back wall here. I, I like collecting vehicles and and landscapes. So when it comes to art, that's what I focus on. So this Blade Squadron, and I'm not. I don't really know too much about this squadron. But the art from this is so photorealistic, and it's just the B-Wings, which are my favorite as well, on top of that. Um, everything about this art, and I'll see if I can... Look at this one. Look at that. Look how beautiful that is. It is good. What's cool is you've got... Um, yeah, mm -hmm. it's really striking. You've got really, really interesting looking characters in that too. Red-headed woman who's Gina Moonsong, the pilot. And, yeah. um, I couldn't figure out if this was her like boyfriend, you know? Mm -hmm. Like Stram, Strom was his name. Uh, but he's got a sick mustache, so... Points for the mustache. <laughs> yeah, there she is. Yeah, she looks awesome. Oh, her redheaded just fury. great art. I'm really honestly. bit on like the, every single one of those pages. Whenever you see the wrinkling of clothes in either art or video games, I always really appreciate it because that's a detail that artists don't have to do, and it probably takes a long time. And I just really respect it. So the interesting thing, guys, real fast, is the art from the legend stuff is mostly. It looks like it's hand painted. Mm-hmm. Right, most of it, especially the Dash Rendar Hildebrand stuff, and the Blade Squadron is digitally done because you can you can tell like the smudge marks that they use for for some of the pens, and it just gives it such such a different look that you couldn't get with with a hand drawing. Really, wow. Yeah, huh. you look closely. The more you know. Now the Hild the Hildebrand art in particular was one of some of my favorites as well, Freddie, um, from the the Dash Rendar story and Lebo makes three. Um, the Hildebrand brothers in particular, they're legends in the world of Star Wars art. They famously did the yeah. poster, the original Star Wars poster. You know the one where uh, Luke's muscles have muscles. Oh my God, and the pec. The, <laughs> yes. The lightsaber, yeah. and then Leia's leg is coming out of the dress. Yep. Oh, scandalous like. Um, that's the Hildebrand. So there's actually an entire book, Freddie. We should do this on the show one of these days. There's a, there's an entire book collecting all of the Hildebrand brothers' art for Star Wars. Wow! And so that includes all 150 Shadows of the Empire trading cards that they made. That's awesome. 150, and that's actually what this art is. The art in these stories, I believe, was published posthumously for at least one of the the brothers, the Hildebrand brothers. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but it's it was not drawn for this story. They were originally huh. on the Shadows of the Empire trading cards that came out mm -hmm. in 96 and was repurposed for this story. This is the kind those. of very obscure <laughs> Legends tidbits you can only get on Legends Look Back. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. And my Your pick turn, is, Jared. My pick is going to be this Jan Dersima art. This is on pages 96 and 97 of Dawn of the Jedi Eruption. It's got Hawk Ryo jumping into battle to ambush these uh, guards that, that just... 
between the three of them, there's a whole bunch of uh, leku, or as the as Rogue Squadron likes to call them. I'm currently listening to Rogue Squadron by Mike Stackpole, as he likes to call leku, brain tails. Yeah, six brain tails <laughs> between the three of these. Uh, that's why I like here. I love the the way she can texture the motion of the brain tails, kind of flopping through the wind as he jumps onto the rooftop is g g, -g gorgeous Absolutely. <laughs> now, we've talked about a favorite art. How about the stories themselves? Let's kick it back over to you, Rick. What was your favorite story of the bunch? Oh, man. So, I also don't like <laughs> listing and having favorites. So, I made a short list of my four favorites, and I'll see if I can find one right here, right now. My top four, uh, Fair Trade, actually, was I liked it. Uh, then Maze Run, The Hunt of the Gorok, Gorach, Gorach. And uh, Reputation, I liked all four of those. But honestly, I think Fair Trade was the first one that once I read it, I was like, okay, I can dig this. Like the first two or three, I, I wasn't like wasn't loving. And so by Fair Trade, I was like, this is a good story. Had some twists and turns, some things I wasn't expecting. I thought it was pretty clever, so I'm happy with that one. Good. Well done. Um, what's interesting is going to be to hear that we've got some different picks. Uh, so, Eric, how about you? All right, uh, I'm going to take the chalky Christian McCaffrey number one overall pick and say the Tenebrous Way. <laughs> uh, oh. 10 out of 10, 100 out of 10. It love, is. love, love, loved that one. I do, though, I'm going to play the game. I'll do some honorable mentions, though. Uh, Vader Adrift, I really enjoyed. That actually got me pretty decently as a fan of the Clone Wars. It's a good start. Um, that I thought that was a perfect start for the book, yes. Um, so I love that one a lot. And then I also want to give honorable mentions to Reputation, uh, the aforementioned Taylor Swift gorgeous visual art, uh, and then orientation. But yeah, Tenebrous Way just that's the one that stuck with me. Uh, I, I took like some months, honestly, between reading this because of our timing, and I remembered word for word what happened in that one months later. That one's not leaving my brain anytime soon. It is the prose in that is just delicious. It's great. Oh man, he yeah. sunk his teeth into that. He had some fun writing it. So it's Revenge of the Stover. Sith, Matthew Stover, as opposed to like that's right. Shatterpoint is like good, but it doesn't. It's not the, like quite the the Matthew Stover of Legend. And then you it's read Tenebrous, totally different, and you're right. like, yeah. ooh, right. I want so this good. book. Yeah. I recommend anybody who's reading Darth Plagueis right now to take a read of that that story. Ten thousand percent. You need to you need to insert that into your 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 brain. Yep. Uh, while they're reading this, because it's going to make so much more. Not I wouldn't say it makes more sense, but you'll have a different point of view now that you know the pre-story of how everything happened and the thoughts that Tenebris was having. Like literally, the, the milliseconds of his death it seems like lasted an eternity, which is nuts. <coughs> it's so cool. Yeah. So absolutely. cool. Absolutely, Emily. What's your pick? Well, uh, like Eric. The Tenebrous Way. Um, but it was like light years ahead of all of the other ones, in my opinion. Like, there was no contest. It was only The Tenebrous Way. I mean, I liked <laughs> some of the other ones, but that one was so far ahead, in my opinion. I love dark, like, Sith lore and, like, Force lore. That's really one of the things I really like in Star Wars. And that was about the only story that really dove deep into that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely did. There was a little bit of that in the the Jaina story, which was the title for that one again. Get away, but get not, away. That's right. Much. There was yeah. a little bit. There... Like there was a holocron, which was super exciting for me. Um, but really, the Tenebrous Way just it wins. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, my pick is not off the board yet. I think I already spoiled it. Uh, Freddie, how about you? 
Uh, I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna stick with with uh, and Lebo makes three the, oh, the humor. Dang it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> my gosh! That was my pick, Freddie. In case you can't tell. Okay, well, uh, you know, you could go with hunting the Gorak if you want. I think that one's a great story. Yeah, it is. Um, honestly, this this story is is hilarious. It's funny. It's action packed. It it is exactly what you would expect expect from a Dash Rendar story. And it's it's just so funny in the places that it needs to be funny. It reminds me of of, uh, I guess you could say old old Star Wars, right? Where it's got that that kind of shtick right. humor. I'm not sure how to how to describe it. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm gonna read a little passage here. Uh, Dash turned to the droid. What do you call yourself? None of your business. I stow it. Emergency nomenclature override. New name Lebo. <laughs> Integrated <laughs> data. New name Lebo. And it's like, all right. Well, that's how we got his name. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the droid says, none of your business. Yeah. <laughs> none of your oh, Hilarious. Sassy droid. Great story, yeah, honestly. I, I wish we get. I wish we could have more of Dash Rendar. I, I really like reading it. it. It just brings like that nostalgia, action-packed, swashbuckling fantasy stories back. So it was cool. It was a good read. Well, that's what this book does well, is if you liked a story, chances are in, what, like 17 out of 18 of these, there is a companion book, an actual full-length novel or a trilogy that it ties into. And that's the case with In Lebo Makes Three. It ties into a book I just read earlier. Uh, I think I read it last year. Yeah, very shortly after the pandemic started. because so I was like, I guess I'm reading Legends. <laughs> nothing else I could do. Um, the book is called Shadow Games. Oh, yeah. And it is a Dash Rendar. Dash Rendar? Oh, man, what is the point in that story? He has to protect... The Britney Spears of Star yes. Wars. He's like from, a bodyguard. From, right, from the Black Sun. And he's got his cocky, he's like, his sassy droid there by his side. <laughs> he and Han Solo have like a spitting contest. It's, it's yeah. amazing. It's unbelievable. So that would be my recommendation there. And Rick, as the ever the collector among us, do you know how much um, a hardcover of Shadow no, Games would run man, you? No, I don't think I oh do. Do I have that one? That's my question. We'll find out next week because uh, I'm pretty sure that it would be impossible to get one for under $200. Yes, it's hefty. <clears throat> Maybe $300. It is one of the rarest hardcover Legends books ever. Um, what might be after I give it a glowing review is Hunting the Gorak. That's my favorite of the bunch. One of my favorites. Uh, it is so cool to have a hut bounty hunter. And that's, a, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. <laughs> a hut bounty hunter. And that is just everything I never knew I needed. And um, I'm excited to pick up Scourge. I've read the first chapter of it and one of the only Legends books I've ever DNF'd. And so I'm looking forward to getting back into that to see if Perella the Hut shows back up in that book because absolutely loved, loved that. Now, how about this? We've talked about our favorite art. We've talked about our favorite story. What about a story where you were like, what the heck is happening here? Did you have a, I had no idea what in the galaxy was happening here story? Emily, you're laughing. Did this happen to you? Oh, yeah. I mean, it happened a few times, but uh, the main one is uh, there's an armored hut named Paella. There is <laughs> a, an artist and an, like, an old civilization and it, it like harkened to Thrawn, but Thrawn wasn't in it. Um, the hut somehow outwits like some kind of warrior. It was j hunting the Gordak was like the most confusing thing to me. I was like, okay, pick a thing. Like you got so many things going on right now. I'm getting too many pieces of information. Like I guess huts are hunters now. Um, I guess they can this have armor. Is. 
I didn't yeah, think they legends. even needed Anything it. Goes. <laughs> um, and then he's got like some guide that he throws down a hole, and there's like some artist creature. It was just there was a lot going on in very few pages. I could see that. There were like four pages, I and I got like new information constantly. Yeah, that's good. Um, how about you, Freddie? You know, it's it's funny that you say this because I I feel like mine is different. When I was reading Buyer's Market, I had this like uh, it was almost like it was an inside joke for myself. And I was like, oh, he like <laughs> I know exactly where that came from, and and it's so slick and it just happens so quickly. You would it would just fly right past you if you had no idea. But there's a part where where uh, they're they're looking for the at at right, and the whole purpose of this at at was for. Um, for the, the was it the mining facility on I can't remember the name of the planet Neklon, Neklon that's right Neklon. Yes. So he he uh, the guy that the I guess he's like the commander of like the commandos. Uh, they're talking about gl- glitter stim and how he know he's like I don't know if I want to ask you how I know all about that because uh, he's he, you know Lando's talking about it pretty professionally and it's because right. of the the Jedi was it Jedi apprentice stories when he was stuck on on Kessel. Or when oh. he had the whole Kessel mining operation. Jedi Academy, yeah. Jedi Academy, that's right. Jedi Academy. So it just, it kind of went right through without you even realizing, like, the whole reason he knew that was because of this intense story where he was, uh, you know, Han Solo, Chewie, everyone was stuck in this place while they were trying to escape from the Sun Crusher. <laughs> yeah, it went past me, because I read it and was like, what is this trying into? I could not figure it out. But with Timothy's on, I kind of expected for it to be one of the heavy-hitting stories in the book, and it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no. Mr. Zahn, you're an absolute legend, but it didn't quite connect. But I'm glad you liked it. Well, yeah, it was, it was cool, just seeing that little little uh, tidbit in there. Some Eric, throw... did you have did you have a, a story where you were like, what in the world? Oh, yeah. What kind of legends nonsense is this? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, Lebo makes three. I'm glad y'all liked it. Nothing. <laughs> Um, like hunting the Gorak, getaway, roll the dice. Like there is basically any of them that had to do with kind of like the characters that have evolved in Legends. It's awesome that they did that, and I think it's correct that they did so. But I'm also like, nah, I don't know who the relationships are. I don't know what's going on. Like I loved the ones that were like the single characters doing a new kind of story. But yeah, those four were pretty tough on the whole. Um, and, like, even Blade Squadron, like, I liked what they were trying to do with it. But there were right. so many new characters. And I'm like, dude, you're auditioning for, like, a feature book. And I don't want to read your audition piece because it's all – it's the opposite problem where it's right. too much new. And I'm like, I, I, I really think that this anthology thrived when it hits that perfect medium. Like, Tenebrous Way, oh, I know Plagueis, but this is still a kind of new thing. And you don't need to know too much because it's all concise. Um, but yeah, those kind of four or five were, uh, the art was great and I like what they were doing. If you knew what it was about, but they were, they were tough. They were a tough go. <laughs> you know, I could see that. I could see, especially Emily, your point of view with the Gorak, right? Like not knowing what's going on with the characters, who these characters are and why they should be important at all. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, <laughs> it it, I could see where it doesn't of, make like, sense. Prior knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to see the way that Star Wars Insider evolved over the years, that there oh, totally. were so many of these stories that were like built on the foundational Legends characters. But now we're kind of moving into a, a space in, in these canon stories where you're dealing primarily with a brand, new, a brand new set of characters for this particular story. It might tie into a book, it might not. Um, 
and so so it's interesting to see the way this has all evolved over time. Yeah. Uh, for me, as somebody who's like you know really prides <laughs> themselves in being somebody who knows legends with a capital K, um, there were still a couple where I was like, I don't get what this is tying into. I've got to pull up the book and figure it out. For me, the number one story was the the. A fair trade, because I, I didn't know the characters. I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out that was tough. where they were from. And it turns out they're from one of, like, only one of the dozen Legends books I have yet to read. Mm. And so that's the problem, is I, I'm nearly a completionist, but I haven't read them all yet. And if you should have read this one, if you wanted to get uh, in on the story, A Fair Trade tied into Cross Current and Riptide. So these stories that are set on opposite ends of the timeline have, like, a loose connection that brings mm-hmm. them together. This is part of that story, and I didn't understand it. Uh, Rick, how about you? Um, I'm going to go back to Buyer's Market for a second. Um, first of all, let's just say that this guy, um, I feel like he belonged in... <laughs> the Big like, Lebowski? Yeah, or like yeah. 90s Matrix movies, you know? Like, he is he is something special. He's like Mickey uh, Rourke meets the Big Lebowski. Like, it's super yeah. weird. And so this whole story, um, again, it was, it was really cool. did a lot of cool things, but I was scratching my head a few times. Um, and I'm going to say, I started reading this book, and, like, the first story in here, I took, like, a page of notes, you know, a really in-depth summary, super into it. <laughs> and then after, after that, I just completely, you know, like, one-sentence summary to remind me of what it was about. But with Vader Adrift, uh, this isn't so much a what-the-heck-was-going-on as much as it was, like, a... I just kind of couldn't couldn't get the thought away, but um, I wasn't sure if uh, this version of Vader, this Legends, you know, Vader, if he would respond the way as Canon Vader, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because I feel like Canon Vader would be like, oh, you know me from my past, okay, you're dead now, you know, and just completely, mm-hmm. completely yeah, erase any chance of him being being you know alive. But it was a really cool story, so that's all I gotta say there. Yeah, I had the same thought, Rick. Absolutely. I like uh, this Vader best, though. Yeah, this is a great Vader. This is a good Vader. I, I like it depends I like... where he is on the timeline, right? Because if he's like yeah. towards the end, like close to his conversion, then like that would make sense that he would be like mm-hmm. a little more forgiving, more like trying to connect, reconnect with Anakin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also like the closer he is to the Clone Wars, then it's like you see him getting trying yeah. to actively. Uh, yeah, I loved that Vader, and also the Vader in the race in the uh, race Sloan story. Mm-hmm. I thought we're both. Tr- yeah. Very, very well-written Vaders. I really like them a lot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, before we wrap up tonight, we've got a few other little tidbits and Easter eggs before we close this sucker down. Because, whoa, what an episode it has been. <laughs> uh, we've mentioned a few little things, some little mistakes here and there, some things that were odd about the book, like um, the Paul S. Kemp, Christy Golden author mix-up. That's totally wild. Sure what happened there. That's insane. The, the book getting postponed as far as it did. But the cool thing there is it was actually released. It's release date. It was May the 4th, you know, as in mm-hmm. be with you. So oh, that's a big deal. Yeah. Pretty cool thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, how many Star Wars books can you say were released on May the 4th? Not and enough, with you. frankly. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> that's right. Um, you've heard it here first, folks. You should just delay all Star Wars books forever until May the 4th. Oh, my God. They please might. don't. One day, please might. don't. One day a year, <laughs> release them all. Now... Many of the Legends short stories in this volume, interestingly enough, I spent a good bit of the week trying to track down this bad boy. Del Rey does these yearly samplers. I don't mm-hmm. know if they still do. They did for a long time. Um, a, a sampler with little bits of stories. and In canon, they've been just chapter excerpt, mm-hmm. excerpts from the canon books. But in Legends, in fact, they were they would reprint a lot of the Star Wars insider 
exclusive fiction, these short stories into their yearly samplers. And so many of the the short stories we've talked about tonight were available in the 2011 and 2012 samplers, which were not available as ebooks as the samplers are now. <laughs> they were only available at conventions in print. And actually getting your hands on them, once again, would lead you down to a very expensive um, a very expensive rabbit hole, and so um, yeah, don't don't even try to find these classic these classic uh, samplers in print. I've, I've got to have them though. I've got to have them, man. Now that I know that they're out there and they have fiction in them, like exclusive, like to- full stories instead of just chapter excerpts. Uh, one of these days, I'm gonna have to collect all these things. Now, what else? Blade Squadron was the first insider short story, as far as I know, the first story outside of the films in the Clone Wars TV series that was part of the new canon. And so, kind of the first entry into canon, which is super cool. And then, um, let's see, you did you add one to my list, Freddie? What'd you put here? Oh, what's that? You put you put you added material into my show notes that I'm like I didn't write this. <laughs> you, you did the glitter stem thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that. We got there. <laughs> now I want to ask this before we wrap up tonight. I want to ask this. Um, what are your hopes for future volumes in the series? We've got we've got volume one out, volume two on the way, possibly, hopefully, maybe. Mm-hmm. We've got stories announced for it. We've got cover art. It's gonna happen, right? There's a there's a notorious shortage in in the supply chain and publishing right now. We'll cut them some slack. No criticism from us. Eric, as our special guest, what yes. are your hopes from a future volume in this series? Um, Specifically, you know, we've got some canon short yeah. stories coming out these days. I would hope that the future volumes in this series do a little more with the kind of isolated stories that you don't need too much info from like like you said you did a great job of telling everyone like what ties into what book and i think going forward i would rather those short stories are printed in the back of the paperbacks of the legends books now because i think that's so awesome right you finish your paperback and then it's like wait there's a short story that was originally in the magazine that is now in this paperback that you can continue i think that that's much better and i mean you're gonna sell less unfortunately because that not as many people are buying reprints. I get that monetarily. But for a package, I think having more stories in, in Volume 2 that were like the Cad Bane story or like the Vader story, at the like ones that are just literal short stories, not part of a larger thing, that's mm-hmm. what I would love. And I think that would be a lot more accessible. And I think it would introduce a lot of us that maybe haven't read as many legends or canon short stories as a whole. It could introduce you to a lot of cool new characters and you would get a full snippet and feel a little more... I don't know, like, I'm, I'm just doing, like, food metaphors. You'd feel a little more full after reading each story than being like, wait, which book was I supposed to read before that? So that's what I would dig. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I'm never going to pick up a short story unless it ties specifically into one of the books that we're doing a roundtable on because mm-hmm. I want to be really thorough, and I'm yeah. weird like that because I'm running a whole show over here. Um, or if it's all packaged into one volume. So I do yep. like that. I, my, my hope for one of these would be to have a thematic book. So uh, all the stories that tie into the Clone Wars, that Clone yeah. Wars edition, mm-hmm. or as I mentioned, yeah. High Republic, once we've got enough of that those out. Really I just good. got my Insider number 200, and this is a very skinny spine, 5, 205, featuring a short story I have yet to read. Um, but they're doing these now. They just started back up earlier this year with High Republic exclusive fiction. We've got uh, Past Mistakes Part 1 by um, friend of Utini, Kevin Scott. I'm so very excited to get into that. We've got, what, five of these out now? Mm-hmm. Love to see these bad boys all in one hardcover volume to go on my High Republic shelf. Alongside that lightsaber, I'm going to build one of these days, but uh, if I can ever get out the Galaxy's Edge. Okay, uh, <laughs> Emily, how about you? What would be your hope for a future volume? 
Well, as we were promised a short story about Darth Revan on this one, I would really like to see a Darth Revan story in volume two. Uh, Revan yeah, is amazing. This was on the Amazon page. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I'm just going to set the bar like fairly low. I just want Revan. I don't care about when or what. I just want to read more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this this drove me nuts. I'm so glad you mentioned this. I almost <laughs> missed it. On Amazon, if you go to this book profile page, first go to utini.com and then search for the Star Wars Insider Fiction Collection Volume 1. Get the clicks. Uh, and get then the clicks. click the link and get the, get the click through. All right. Um, the description for this says... Featuring short stories starring familiar characters such as Han Solo, Princess Leia, Lando Calrissian, Darth Vader. This collection also includes tales supporting characters such as Darth Plagueis, Hondo Onaka, Captain Rex, and Darth Revan. Three of those characters are not even in this book. No, that's wild. (laughs) There's no Captain Rex, no Darth Revan, no Princess Leia. Maybe volume two? I've been looking to see if there is even a Revan short story, and I don't think there was ever one written for anything. Maybe they're like, all right, we need keywords. We need need keywords. What do you want to put in this this summary? I know. We need the analytics. I know. All right. Anybody else? uh, Your hopes for volume two. Who else hasn't gone? Rick, Freddie, somebody else. Go ahead, Rick. Um, Yeah, I'll just kind of reiterate what you guys said. You had said some good ideas. I mentioned that, I think the stories did do a well, a good job standing on their own, but you guys kind of convinced me. I think had they put a paragraph or something, just letting oh. us know what the connections were, not even spoiling the other books, but just a little snippet saying, hey, if you like yeah. this, check out these oh, novels. Yeah. It's a great way to kind of hear more of the story. That would have really been good for me. So maybe yeah, volume, hey, volume two will hire our buddy Rick Grace. Yeah, you know, y'all have, have great ideas. ideas. Yeah. These are all there really you go. good. Yeah. <sighs> Freddie, did you want a chance? Yeah. It's there's a couple things. Uh, final thoughts. Well, first of all, I had a little little moment. I, I saw Reputation because I didn't read it. I looked at the art and I was like, I've I've read this one, and I just found out right now that they released this this story in an issue during uh, Star Wars Celebration, and I want to say it tied in with one of the one of the cartoons as well, and it gave you an idea of like who who Cad Bane was, like how right. he got some mm-hmm. of his tricks and and stuff like that, and. Uh, it was in. It was. It was released at uh, C six. Oh, cool! So I was like, oh, that's where I've seen it. Little background info, what like timeline when that came out. Nice. Um, but what I'd like to see is some freaking dates on here, man. Yeah. Like, when is this? <laughs> when is this? BBY yes. what? Yes. Yeah. You kind of have to figure <laughs> it out. What? <laughs> it dates would have been really nice too, or it would be um, nice. Oh yeah. Too. I really oh, yeah. got to know the Wook throughout the reading of this. <laughs> Yeah. And only to discover that it has very little information on any of these. <laughs> yeah, so, totally. So we we'll have to send our buddy Trev over there to fix it. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. It's been a really unusual book, an unusual roundtable. Uh, we've got, however, our usual guest, You know, the most frequent guest on Legends Look Back. Glad to have you here. Thanks for yeah. hanging out with us tonight. Thanks for coming. Eric, uh, Thanks. sorry we subjected you to such a weird uh, grab bag of Legends stories. <laughs> what is what is good about Star Wars if it's not super weird at times, Right. That's why Absolutely. we love it. And there were some gems. Well, Honestly, I never would have read some of these stories had this thing not come out. And now I got some of my favorite short stories I've ever read because of this. So it's all worth it. Absolutely. Well, if you want something else that's definitely worth it, our next roundtable is going to be uh, the new Rogue Squadron audiobook coming out next month. Well, the book is already out. Well, we're going to do our roundtable uh, next month. We're deep in the middle of listening to this. I think, uh, oh, you've got one, Eric. I Beautiful. do. Essential Legends Collection. Look at that. 
Mm. It's beautiful. I just love it when Eric says legends. I know about y'all. <laughs> uh, we're going to do Rogue Squadron next. After that, we are going to um, do do the Darth Bane trilogy. Uh, we're still ironing out the details on exactly how many episodes we're going to do. Do we do God, two so per book or two for the whole trilogy? We're going to do Bane again. Eric, uh, you were infamously on our episode that uh, Freddie couldn't make. That's when you right. And I talked about that's <laughs> Bane's right. Path of Destruction. For our audio-only listeners, that's that's out pre, pre-live stream days if you want to listen to that. And hear Eric's take on Darth Bane Path of Destruction. Uh, besides that, we're going to get to that trilogy later on this year here on Legends Look Back. If you want to follow along with us, now's your chance. Pick up that uh, Essential Legends collection or the audiobook written by the ever wonderful Jonathan Davis. Does a great mm-hmm. job with those. Our next episode, however, before the next roundtable, is going to be we're going to get to know our new host. We've got both Emily and Rick having joined us here. We're going to do a little bit of get to know you on Legends Look Back. We're going to talk about our favorite moments in the Star Wars fandom. We'll play some some of Eric's stupid games. We'll yeah. do a little bit of that. <laughs> even They're without Eric. So <laughs> that does it for this week. Thank you for joining us here on Legends Look Back. The chat has been popping off tonight. Thank you so much to our incredible listeners for being here for the ride with us. I want to say thank you to Rick, our producer, and to our incredible patrons for your support. I want to thank specifically Cheryl Bell, Jeremy Kazina, Patrick Ortiz, Carl Sander, and OK Indar on our Jedi High Council, as well as Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Sally, and Chris Eilerson. Eilerson, where have I heard that name before? Hey, them. And and Freddie C. on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. If you want some of uh, your thoughts read on the show, you want some input here, hey, you can get in touch with us in a variety of ways. You can email us at legendslookbackutini.com. You can send us a message in the Legends Look Back Discord channel, which has really been uh, having a lot of great discussion lately. People are like, I just read this Legends book. Let's talk about it. Or... Uh, when's the next episode of Legends Look Back? Or how can I know what books are coming up on Legends Look Back? Hey, the Discord channel is the place to be for all of that. Besides that, you can leave a comment on this episode on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter as well at Legends Look Back. Or uh, personally, I'm at Jared Q. Mays. Freddie? At Wake Up Freddy. Rick? Rick underscore Grace. Emily? Darth Daybeck. <laughs> and Eric? Eric Eilerson. Wonderful. If you're looking to buy some of these books and want to help support the show, you can look up a book on Utini. Click the Amazon link or the I – mean, we got a lot of links these days, don't we? Bookshop. Just books Amazon. a million. Bookshop does independent bookstores, so they need some help right now. Go for it. Cool. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. I knew there was something there you could help us out with. <laughs> and let us know. Leave us uh, – you know, give us a few cents to help keep the lights on. Click through those links. Or, hey, if you've read a book, go on over and leave us a review and let us know what you think. Regardless of what you think, please keep the teeny fan code and be a force for positivity in the fandom. Good night, everybody. Everybody, roll that again. Good night, everybody, and may the force be with you. <laughs> Nailed it. So close. This is a Utini broadcast.